Good evening everyone, my name is Korean and we are finally back to our regular after the show. Today we talk about the upcoming release of Cyberpunk 2077 and some reviews that have already leaked. Adam talks about Amazon resolving its PS5 switching problem, as well as a funny Taiwanese PS5 story. This episode was recorded on December 8th, 2020. Music makes the world go round as someone once said. We'll get into gaming music and talk about some games that had memorable music and some that didn't. As always, if you like what we do, please follow our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, and any other social media you can find us on. It really helps and makes a huge difference. Now, hold on to your seats because we are about to begin. Hello everyone and welcome back to our regular after the show episode of Middle Age Gaming Podcast podcast i can never say that right today we are going to get into some pressing news as well as talk about memorable music and gaming uh what comes to your mind when you think about gaming music adam honestly old school chip tunes uh not unlike our wonderfully catchy intro the do 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 man you have a good voice it's okay. Uh, like we did last week, if you're watching us live or later on social media, please do drop us a comment and ask any questions you might be thinking about, any thoughts, even if it's unrelated, we will stop whatever we're doing and we'll answer. Excellent. Yes. And if you have any music, if you have any memorable music for us to listen to, that would be great as well. So now on to my first news item. So we are going to be covering news first. And I have two and a half. So my first one, we talked about before that Amazon, especially in the UK, was having trouble with people being delivered non-PS5s in their PS5 packages. So you might open up that box and be, yay, PS5 time, and you get a George Foreman or a Nerf gun. Well, Amazon has seen the error of their ways, and they are promising to redeem themselves. So if you have ordered a PS5 and it was not delivered on time or you or sorry, if you have ordered a PS5 and it did not get delivered and you receive something else instead, then Amazon is going to send you your PS5. So they are working on getting extra models to send those to people who did not receive their packages appropriately. So this is fantastic news for people that did not get them. I have not seen news about the same thing happening with the Xbox X series as ter- in terms of them receiving strange objects that weren't the Xbox. However, I am pretty sure that if that was occurring, they're probably going to be doing the same thing with that as well. So that's actually wonderful news for anybody who's a fan of PS5, because if you thought you didn't get it, now you can. So that was quick and simple news. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And moving on to my second news, or second and a half, these are both Taiwan related. The first one is kind of a funny story. So a man in Taiwan bought a PS5 telling his wife that it was an air purifier. And if you look at our picture here, you will see three pictures. Two of them are air purifiers and one of them is the PS5. Can you tell the difference? (laughs) It's the middle one. That's the PS5. So yes, it does look remarkably like an air purifier. And he told his wife that it was. And unfortunately she's smarter than he gave her credit for. So as the story goes, a man called, uh, uh, saw that a PS5 was being sold online for super cheap. He thought it was really weird because with scalpers these days, these prices are going astronomically high and somebody was selling it for really, really cheap. And he thought that was weird. He was a little bit suspicious. So he called up the number and 
he said the way he describes it was or maybe it was a she i don't know i didn't really say whether the caller was male or female but they say that when they called a woman answered the phone and they could just tell by the tone of her voice that she was not a gamer and did not appreciate what this thing what she had in her hands and so they thought okay maybe you know they ordered it for a kid or they got an extra copy they weren't quite sure so then they made an arrangement to meet to buy this ps5 so they said that when they arrived at the location, they were really excited. So they got there a little bit early. So they called the person up and a man came out with the PS5 and they said, just by looking at this guy, you could tell this guy is a gamer. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but they <laughs> were saying that just by looking at this guy, you could tell him you could tell that this guy was a gamer. And so they were asking like, oh, did you, you know, try to order it and you accidentally got two of them. And so you want to get rid of the extra one. What's going on here? And the guy said, well, the thing is, is I got it. And I told my wife it was an air purifier and she figured out that it is not an air purifier and she's making me sell it. So I feel really, I, I feel really bad for this guy. This is, this is painful. As soon as my wife, heard it i told her and she was like oh my god what's wrong with that woman and she had some choice words <laughs> for uh what kind of a wife would do that uh she, yeah she had, she had some words that she used specifically but uh apparently a lot of people online really sympathized with this guy and a lot of people felt really really bad but it did bring to mind uh an old korean cartoon you can look it up on youtube uh look up plash speed p-l-a-s-h s-p-e-e-d and basically, this is an old Korean cartoon where there's a guy and his wife and their router dies. So they go to get a new router and the guy ends up buying a PlayStation 4 Pro, telling his wife that this thing is a router. The Internet installation guy is in on it. So, you know, he's trying to convince the wife it's a router. She's not convinced. The son comes home. He's super excited. Wife's like, what's going on? Dad kind of quickly jumps in. He's like, oh, it's, it's a router. And the son's like, oh, yeah, you know, I learned about this in my computer class. And, you know, so the, the mom calls up her brother and the you know dad's like, hey, brother-in-law, you know, like I, I got the new flash speed router. And, it, you know, the brother-in-law is like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's very <laughs> famous, you know. So all the guys are kind of in cahoots together trying to convince the wife that this thing's a router. Needless to say, in the end, it does not work out for the well for the men. But uh, I would highly recommend watching the video if you get a chance. It's pretty funny. But yeah, this oh, is basically awesome. a real world <laughs> example of this happening. So it's funny and it's also tragic at the same time. But what what is it that they say that uh, comedy is just tragedy plus time or something like that? You know, something like, like that. Something yes. like that. So I'm sure, you know, we'll all laugh about this later, except for this one guy. So <laughs> but that brings me to my half news. Speaking of Taiwanese news. If you are familiar with the developer Red Candle, they are the people that made Detention and later Devotion, which was banned on Steam because they had some choice things to say about the leader of China. They have recently announced their third game. So it is not out yet, but they've announced it. So keep an eye on that. If you enjoy if you enjoyed Detention, Devotion or just Taiwanese gaming in general, that's something to keep an eye on. So what about your news or do you have questions? No questions. Uh Looking at the air purifier, I, I do notice because I do have a friend. She has that exact air purifier in her house. Oh, yeah? Sorry, my voice is just terrible. I'm curious. How big is it? It, it's, it really is pretty big. It, it comes up to, it's got to be at least 
120 centimeters or so. Okay. I would say because it looks really big in the picture. So it, it is. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar height to the PlayStation. And the, I don't think it's 120 it. centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it looks big and and the the shape and the size and the look of it, it just look exactly the same. I know. From what I understand, it's about the same price as a PS5 as well. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. When I saw the photo, I was like, oh, come on, dude. Like, you know, everybody was comparing it to a router. Why didn't you tell her it was a router? And then I saw the picture and I was like, nope. Yep. I see where you were coming from, guy. Smart, smart. You know, you almost got away with it, too. But except for those meddling wives. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's a quick picture of Detention on Netflix, which is what Adam just mentioned before. Yes, they have a new series as well. So if you if you miss the game and want to check out the story, check out uh, Detention on Netflix. It is a Taiwanese show. So that should be really exciting. Definitely. This was going to be my news, but uh, as of this morning, Cyberpunk reviews are coming out. IGN has their review up. Um, I don't know how they have their review up because uh, a YouTuber I follow on Twitter said that the embargo has not been lifted, but maybe it's for YouTubers. Um, so a bunch of new items. First of all, uh, no, apparently no outlets got console keys for Cyberpunk at all. The second big piece of news is that the Xbox Series X is supposed to get a 43 gigabyte post launch patch pc players the third bit of news is the game is not 70 gigabytes to preload it is 59 i have downloaded uh 37 gigabytes or so the speeds are pretty good i'm getting anywhere from on my 100 megabit down i'm getting anywhere from 5.5 to 10 uh which is pretty good i'll do a bunch of videos about the preload or maybe a video about the preload because it was not as easy as i expected it to be um the third bit of news is a, a twitter guy um his name is Yong Ye. He's a friend of another Twitter guy that I follow, but he gave his initial impressions and that coincided with another guy's impressions, he say, which is what a lot of people assume. My older brother, a uh, big fan of CD Projekt Red, all the Witcher games. He has this beautiful Witcher statue in his house. Um, he was like, oh, when you play this, please let me know what you think. These guys have said the game is not finished. One of the guys said he did finish the game. Both guys said they finished the game, but they said they're, it's quite buggy and you sort of the bugginess makes you lose your immersion and uh, i guess from a lot of people who who are spend more time in this with this company and this franchise than me have said all games like this are buggy in the beginning um now given that given said that it goes back to what i said before is that if you're playing this game you know for these guys have been, must have been playing for eight hours a day for the last two weeks which is when I heard they sent out the early access PC codes. Maybe that's why you have a sort of a negative view. This, people still said it was still a great game. And then again, bugginess sort of happens. I told Adam about this game, Grey Goo, that I bought that I have never played because it's never run on my machine. And, you know, that is the downfall of PC gaming is that everyone's machine and motherboard and software installed and antiviruses. And antiviruses have become so really finicky for lack of a better word that you know they often cause issues with gaming issues with drms and de novo which is a famous drm or anti-piracy software and online checks and stuff so all of that stuff sort of interferes with your gaming sometimes which is why one of the most common things they suggest if you're having problem launching a game is to disable your antivirus 
So that is a, a quick bit of uh, Cyberpunk or multiple news items. Uh, you can already preload Cyberpunk on PC. You cannot preload on consoles just yet. Consoles, you can preload when it launches on PC, from what I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Americans can start playing Cyberpunk Wednesday night and Taiwanese people Thursday morning. And don't get confused like I was, because they said preload a... Uh, Time was 12 p.m. CET, and I'm like, CST, Central Standard Time, because I lived in America too long. I'm like, CET is Central European Time, you fool. And I go home last time, I'm like, oh, 12 p.m. CST. Ah, I gotta wait until Tuesday morning. And then I'm like, CET, Central Eastern Time. No, it's Central European Time. God damn it. Uh, isn't CST also Chinese Standard Time? Isn't that what we're on as well? Yes. Uh, I always call it TST because I, I see my Windows hash shows TST. Taipei Standard Time. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I always I always look at it and I always but uh, yeah, it always says CST for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel bad for Cyberpunk in a lot of ways because I feel like they, this was an up uphill battle. I mean, kind of what we were talking about uh, with the, our franchise versus new IP thing. I feel like this was one of those things similar to. Mass Effect Andromeda, where The Witcher 3 was just so successful and people just praised it so highly, which for me, when I played it late, I noticed that it was extremely buggy. There were lots of bugs that had never been addressed in it. That. Yeah. You know, the horse just not animating at times. You know, I, I remember seeing Geralt and he's like bouncing up on the horse, but the horse is perfectly static and it just glides along. So it looks like he's just, you know, jumping up and down <laughs> on this rocking horse, basically. Uh, the horse's hair not animating properly so the hair floating two feet in front of the horse Geralt's hair not loading in properly for a good five seconds or so you know I had the glitch where there was a cutscene and the audio just cut out and I was sitting in this cutscene for 15 minutes and just dead silence and I just had to you know thankfully I had the uh, subtitles on but yeah I was just dead silence for 15 minutes so I mean glaring issues but you know, people hold The Witcher 3 in such high regard, very similarly to how people held the original Mass Effect trilogy True. in such high regard. And, and, you know, with nostalgia, I think that people set these expectations that are just completely unrealistic. And I, I feel that was one of my concerns with Cyberpunk was just it doesn't matter how well it's going to do. People are just going to have these extremely lofty expectations of it. And it's going to be an uncanny, uncanny valley thing where their expectations are so high that the only thing they're going to be able to see is the flaws because they're expecting, you know, something else and it's just not matching that. So I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely surprised to hear it's not doing so well currently. I don't think that necessarily is reflective of it being a bad game. I think it probably has more to do with just kind of society and where we are right now and kind of the expectations people have. The fact that it's buggy is not entirely surprising, but, uh, totally. But yeah, that's that's. Uh... But yeah, and then there were a lot of things too. Like there were several delays, and I remember seeing. I think it was last week or something. I saw, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, and it specifically said, you know, because of these delays and because we've cut certain certain things like weren't working. Like I guess they had spider legs that could come out of your arms, so you could do kind of this wall crawling thing that they've done since done away with because they said the mechanics just weren't working well with it. Um, but you know, with all these delays and all that, we want to release a product that does not have a day one patch. You know, that's the idea. We want to release a full game on uh, uh, on release. And and then I remember seeing 
couple of weeks ago, it said there is no day one patch. And then literally the next day, there's a 50 gigabyte day one patch, you know? So <laughs> it's, yeah, I think it's kind of the the state of where games are right now. I think, yeah, the hype train probably took it a little bit. Because also not only does CD Projekt Red have a reputation with The Witcher, Cyberpunk itself has a bit of a reputation because it's been around for a really long time, right? They've had board games and books and it's kind of its own franchise in a way right yeah yeah um cyberpunk i was listening to a podcast or you know hours and others on my regular cycle and i i realized that cyberpunk the the, the genre is based on these or cd project red based it on this guy that lives out uh he's a 65 year old guy and he created the cyberpunk universe something like 50 books more than 5,000 pages of uh, rpg content and dice rolls and characters and things and uh that's where they based the books on was from this guy's universe that he created in the early 90s yeah kind of makes me wonder too because we have now we have uh you have cyberpunk diesel punk you have steampunk all these punk things which one was the first punk was it cyberpunk and it all kind of stemmed from this guy and then everybody kind of took the name and ran with it and started naming punk after other things or did or did steampunk come first and then he named cyberpunk after that i don't know not sure uh, apparently people have, have have conjectured that it was uh, a famous sci-fi writer god i forgot the name and the guy who wrote blade runner mm. he created and at that time he didn't name it anything and from that particular book people came up with the idea of cyberpunk and that kind of stuff oh, okay and then steampunk and all those other punks kind of came off of that. Okay, that's interesting. Perhaps perhaps that's a, a theory as well. But keep an eye out for me streaming this on Thursday if I've gotten my time zones right. If it's not Thursday, it's going to be Friday. Um, and hopefully it will run. I'm going to go straight for 4K uh, and see how it runs. But probably maybe 4K medium or uh, whatever my machine is able to run. If it doesn't run, I'll do 10 and... Hopefully everything runs well. I got to keep an eye out. As always, viewers, listeners, you got to make sure you update for new games. So you got to update your graphics drivers as a PC gamer. So I got to keep an eye out for that this week as well. And uh, let's head on over to our topic and talk about music and gaming. Uh, sure. But before we do, I do have one quick question. If you're going to be sure. playing it in 4K, are we going to be able to see it in 4K or are we going to be stuck in 1080? So because I only have a 6... 60 megabit upload i cannot stream in 4k um for to stream in 4k you'd have to have a minimum of a 100 megabit upload and that would just have to be dedicated to your machine all right so unfortunately we're just gonna have to take your word for it <laughs> yeah no 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 it's i mean you will see the difference between a 4k stream and a 1080p stream you'll see my 1080p downscale stream looks better than a standard 1080p uh, stream if I'm streaming 1080 to 1080 rather than 4K to 1080. All right, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, going into the the sort of network stuff is that's something I'd like to try. I'm for viewers and listeners. My computer room or my workroom is quite far away from my router, and I'm running this off a five gigahertz uh, little dongle to a five gigahertz uh, network, and even then, I think it's still causing issues. So. Uh, once Adam gets his better internet, I'm gonna we're gonna let Adam host and see if that makes a difference to syncing and other issues. I hope so, but I don't know. My house is old and not designed <laughs> for internet, but that's a story for another day. The, the the corner that your house is in is like, oh god, that is like the the where you're not even in like an open air space. 
Yeah, that's a that's a story for another day. But my house is uh, not designed with the internet in mind. I think this was built like in the seventies or something like that, and it was kind of I don't yeah, it wasn't even really designed for phones or cable. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a completely different. That we have to be like a regular Taiwanese life episode that we have. That, yeah, no, yeah. If you guys are interested, feel free to drop us a line and tell us. You know what? Do a do a Taiwanese life episode. You know, like we do gaming every day. But you know, if you guys want to see kind of a special edition behind the scenes episode, let us know and we will do it. We will do it. <laughs> yes, we will. I, I I will too as well. Exactly. All right. So, quick disclaimer: uh, since we are doing music, that due to DMCA and other legalities, we can't share the actual music on stream. However, we will be talking about specific games, so feel free to look those up. Go onto YouTube or something. Uh, they definitely are pretty easy to find. So check those out yourself. And when I think of memorable music, I usually think of Final Fantasy because for me, that is probably the number one series that I keep coming back to. Uh, however, there are pretty much four games that I come back to on a regular basis. Final Fantasy, Nier Automata, Okami, and Katamari. And for anybody that has ever played a Katamari game will understand why that is the music that you keep coming back to. But what about you, Korean? What do you think of when you think of memorable music? Oh, well, for me, when it comes to memorable music, Jesus, there are so many things I'd like to. I mean, um, I was just telling my students yesterday because in in our school, Adam and I, we have to choose Christmas songs to sing potentially with our students and just watch them struggle uh, come Christmas time. But I, I've just as I I think I passed thirty four or thirty five, and I found like um, when I when I do homework grading or I'm preparing for something or preparing for the show or thinking about a script for a video that Adam and I are going to do, I tend to prefer to listen to podcasts or uh, YouTube videos, you know, where people are actually talking. I don't listen to music much anymore. Um, when I was younger and and you know I, I experienced these eventful games. Go watch our previous episode. <laughs> And um, I, I have a, a folder on my computer with gaming music and I will uh, download or I will pay for like a deluxe edition of a game so I can get the soundtrack. Um, one of the first soundtracks I remember is actually Skyrim because uh, in Skyrim, it was composed by Jeremy Soul and um, they had the uh, Dovahkiin music. And when I first finished the game, I had broken up with the uh, ex-girlfriend that time. And I was like, and I played the music all the time, and I, and it made me feel remember the game and feel powerful, and it was just it was just cool. What about you? So for me, I typically like to listen to, like I said, Final Fantasies all the time. I mean, I've been playing Final Fantasy since early '90s, I guess. Since Final Fantasy three on the Super Nintendo, it was technically Final Fantasy six, but that was the first one I played. So I typically listen to those. Uh, I've also really enjoyed the fact that at least in the Final Fantasy games, they always do a or at least traditionally they you, you have the games music themselves. But a lot of times, like especially now, they have the other worlds concert and then they they have full on concerts where they just play Final Fantasy music. I've always wanted to go to one. I've never been in an area nearby where they were having one. So I've never Did you been go to, to one? It, no, I've never been to a, another world's concert. So what was these the the concert you went to with game music with Maggie? Uh, I didn't go to a game one. I went to a Miyazaki one. 
Ah, oh, yes, yes. Studio yes. Ghibli films. Ah, yes, So I did yes, go to one, and, and I was very disappointed by it. <laughs> not that the Studio Ghibli music's bad, but just I felt like all the songs that I wanted to hear were not the songs that they chose. And I was like, no, oh, why are you choosing all the songs I don't want to listen to? All my, You didn't pick a single one of my favorites. Uh, so that was with the exception of uh, the Totoro theme. That was the only one that I was like, okay, yeah, that one's cool. But all the other ones, I was like, why did you pick that one? You should have picked that one. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, but I've always wanted to go to one, but especially for me, and I've noticed this, that game music for, for me is is very important in context. So I'll, I've listened to, like, say, a game, and I like the game, so I listen to music. I'll listen to music by either the same composer or from another game in the franchise, and it just doesn't really work for me in the same way. And I'm kind of like, eh, it's okay. But then after I've played that game, now suddenly that game or suddenly that song suddenly sounds so much better to me. I think it's just kind of a connection in my memory with having fun with the game. And I think that that really connects an emotion to the song. And if I don't have an emotional connection to the song, it doesn't necessarily have the same impact on me that it does if I do. Uh, For example, when Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced, and they released the demo before the actual game. And I have a picture of it and I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. But I turned on the demo and they do the opening sequence with the, uh, you know, where you're kind of flying over Midgar. And as soon as it hit the main theme to Final Fantasy VII, like all the hairs on my arm just went, you know, like goosebumps, <laughs> literal goosebumps. And I took a picture of it. So somewhere I have a picture of my arm just with like all my hair standing on end because it was literally I had just heard like maybe four notes. But the fact that, you know, this was a huge game for me going back to what uh, Korean's talking about with uh, Life is Strange and Butterfly Effect and stuff like that. Final Fantasy VII is a really, really, really important game in my Butterfly Effect of gaming, you know. So that game actually is super important to me. So when I heard that, that this literally gave me goosebumps. So yeah, I think nostalgia has a really, really big impact on how much I like a song from a game. Because yeah. No, no, definitely. Um, have you ever, do you have gaming music on your phone or your computer? I have anywhere? so much. Uh, not only do I have gaming music on my phone, my ringtone is from i have two ringtones my regular ringtone is from we love katamari my ringtone specifically for my wife is from little big planet i used to have it on my phone that whenever i got a text message it would do the loading theme from super metroid you know the it would do that every single time i had at one point it would do the 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 victory fanfare from Final Fantasy, you know, it would do all that. So I've had, yeah, just <laughs> almost every single song on my phone is from a video game. I have a few from movies, but the vast majority are from games. So nice. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I've I've um I probably would have done if I had the time. But I, I keep a lot of stuff on my computer, and it's all in a soundtrack folder. And I, 
I, I don't know if you're like this. Like I tend to prefer music that doesn't have words in it, which is why I'm a big soundtrack fan, not just for games, for TV shows, for movies. And the, the music connects me with the memories, but also with like associated memories and stuff. Uh, so even a game and that at that point in the game, a music was like, okay, you're facing a big enemy and maybe in real life I'm facing a big challenge. So I like to listen to, to that kind of music at the same time. But let me pose a question. Do you think music is a essential part of, of a particular game? Like Absolutely. if a game didn't have good music, would that ruin the gameplay? I don't think it would ruin the gameplay without music, but it certainly amplifies it. So, and I think that that's actually another thing too, is that a lack of music can be used to great effect in certain situations. Like if, uh, like for example, in a certain game, if there's a really kind of jarring event or something, when the music cuts out, I think that really kind of adds an impact because it, it gives you a sense of hollowness or kind of, a, it kind of makes you feel lonely in a way without the music. So I think that not having the music can be used to great effect as well as having the music, uh, as long as you're using them correctly. But uh, yeah, I think, I don't think it would ruin a game if it didn't have music, but I think it can definitely make a game if it has good music. Okay. Um, let's try something interesting. Um, I'll give you a title or, or an example of a music. You tell me a game that sort of comes to mind. Okay. What about, let's try happy, cheerful music. We love Katamari, or Katamari Damacy in general. Okay, uh, dramatic music. Dramatic music. I know that you probably have a lot of ideas for I that. do. I'm debating on what kind of dramatic you want. Do you want like big and pompous, like orchestra, or do you want like really driving and like, because the driving stuff, I'd go with near Automata. Big and kind of like grandiose, you know, I would probably go with... Let's go grandiose. Let's go grandiose. Grandiose. I would definitely go with some of the boss music from Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, what do you think is the the best quality game music you've ever heard in terms of, of tone, in terms of pitch, in terms of just like audio fidelity? Audio fidelity. That's a good question. That's a hard question too, because I mean... Older games were mostly just chiptune or MIDI music. So, I mean, quality isn't really the word I mean, you would use, but... Taking time in, into account, uh, the times, so... I would say, on a personal level, if I had to say the best music, it would probably be Final Fantasy, but they are at an advantage in the sense that there are just so many different games that just the sheer volume of music that they have. I think gives them an advantage over other games in terms of an individual game with the best music. I might have to go with, it'd be really, I'd probably have to go with near automata. Katamari has great music near automata though. You, the music really makes the game. And, and I mean, it's every, almost every single track has at least three different versions. They have the kind of base version they have the base version with voice and then they have kind of the higher dramatic version and they switch between these versions seamlessly in the game. So you nice. could be out of, you could be in a certain situation and the song's kind of playing the mellow version and then, you know, an enemy shows up and it just builds up to the bigger version of itself. And 
because of that, the music, I mean, yeah, every single song has, or most songs have multiple versions of the same song that just kind of build on each other with layers. And so it can strip away those layers or add in those layers to suit the mood. But when you're playing it, you don't even notice that it's shifting. It just feels kind of seamless. And so it does kind of build this. It, 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 it seems cinematic in the way where like if you're watching a movie and you can have kind of a song that's it's specifically set to the action, you know, so if there's kind of a, a, a pause in the action, the music slows down and kind of goes low for a bit. And then, you know, things kind of, you know, like if you're watching, like, say, Save it, Saving Private Ryan or something like that, and, a, and an explosion goes off next to him and the music gets really small. And then as, you know, his hearing comes back, the music crescendos again. And Nier Automata capitalizes on that with these layers. So I would probably nice. say they've got some of the best music direction of any game I've played. Okay, let's go with what about a game that you liked the game, but the music was bad and that's something you should fix in the next game. I can't really think of it because uh, for me, I don't really know where music's bad. There's definitely a lot of games where I don't remember any of the music at all. And if you asked me to like hum any of it, I would just be kind of like, <laughs> but a game where I specifically didn't like the music. Mm. Or maybe unmemorable music then. Unmemorable music. Also Final Fantasy. They have a lot of games where I'm just like, if you told me to sing or hum one song for Final Fantasy X, I couldn't do it. And if you told me okay. to do the same thing with Final Fantasy Twelve, I couldn't do it. I cannot remember any of those songs. Um, so they're very hit or miss. They've got a lot of hits, but that's what I'm saying. Like just the sheer volume of it is just there's tons of memorable stuff, but there's also a lot of really forgettable stuff in there as well. But as far as other games that I've played with things that are relatively forgettable, Armored Core is kind of like that. Okay. They do kind of the techno you know the, you know and so you're fighting around you know you're fighting in these giant robots they have this kind of techno music blaring in the background you know but some of it the one the like pretty much one of the only songs in there that are memorable for me from armored core are the songs from the trailers and the song from the garage while i'm building my robot because that just played on continuous loop forever but any of the in-game mission stuff i don't remember any of that i forgot it all uh yeah quite a few games like that okay what about games that you you would have liked them to have changed the music or elevated a bit or you feel like oh this music is kind of doesn't really fit the game hmm let's see elevated the music a little bit more maybe dragon's dogma because okay. dragon's dogma had i Again, with the exception of the song that plays on the start screen, I don't remember any of that music. And if you even ask me right now, did it have music? I'm like, I think it did. <laughs> but <laughs> if it didn't, that would be like in my memory, I don't remember any music from it. So like literally, it, did it have music? I, I'm, it must have, but I can't remember any. But Dragon's Dogma has a lot of elements in, in, in similar to, say, Shadow of the Colossus. And, you know, it's very action oriented and stuff like that. So if they had put in, you know, kind of more dramatic music, I think it could have really kind of amped up the uh, 
the wow factor on some of these bigger grandiose fights with some of these big boss monsters. So yeah, definitely dragon's dogma. And now that it comes, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, dragon, dragon age and mass effect, the Bioware games, I couldn't tell you any of the music from a Bioware game. Uh, totally. I don't remember any mass effect music. I don't remember any dragon age music. I know other people I've heard, I've seen on, on where other people are talking about music and, and people say like, Oh, I love the dragon age music. And I just, I can't remember any of it. So I think for me personally, but those games, I mean, they're just, these are epics. These are huge games, you know, and they carry on. So I think having a, uh, I think having bigger music in those would be great. And then again, like, like, uh, Actually, yeah, because you mentioned the music in in Skyrim, and I can only remember two songs from that, and one of them is the the main theme, which is amazing. Yes, which is great, and the other one is just this kind of. Uh, I remember it, it's kind of it's got like a flute in it, but I always remember hearing that song when I'm walking through the forest and nothing's happening, and it's kind of it just kind of reminds me of kind of like a peaceful walk through the woods kind of thing. But other than those two songs, I can't really think of any. But yeah, the the main theme from from Skyrim's great. And what I also love about that is the main theme from Skyrim is actually the main theme from the Elder Scrolls in general. So you can hear elements of that song in other Elder Scrolls games. And if you watch the Elder Scrolls 6 kind of reveal thing that they did last year or the year before, it has almost kind of a it, it's got it's it's the Skyrim it's the same main riff or main part from Skyrim but it almost kind of has like a uh, marching band kind of sound to it. So I'm really excited to see Elder Scrolls Six's take on that. So, okay. Yeah. The dun, 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 that thing. I didn't realize that was throughout the old games. That's, that's interesting. I don't know if it's through, cause I never really noticed it until Skyrim, but I know that they have it in Elder Scrolls online, not the exact song, but you can definitely see, themes from that song and certain uh notes from the song in skyrim in elder scrolls online and i think if you go back you can actually see that there are it's not exactly the same thing but it's kind of like eh, i would say it's kind of like if you took an old like james bond song like the main theme from james bond and you know we all know the theme from james bond if you're but if you're watching the movie they'll take aspects of that theme and kind of like fit them into some of the background music and stuff like that and it's not True. necessarily the james bond theme itself but you can still tell it's very distinctly james bond i think it's kind of like that where they take elements that are repetitive and all these different things but each song is not it's not just one song that's redone a bunch of different ways it's elements that are incorporated into all these songs so that you can kind of get them all throughout. Before we end up today, um, let, let's talk about a preview. Um, any content we can be expecting from you and your shiny new PS5? Okay, so I tried an experiment the other day uh, with remote play, and I got the PS5 to remote play to the PC, and I was able to, for about 15 minutes, get... Uh, the triple streaming where I could stream onto Facebook, uh, Twitch, and YouTube simultaneously. So I'm working on that. Unfortunately, it did crash after about 15 minutes. I tried it again without the streaming, and again, it crashed after about 15 minutes. So it seems that my I might need to update my router, but hopefully I will at some point find a way to do that because as I've said many times before, my PC is in one room 
PlayStation 5's in another room. So it's not as simple as just running a, a capture card between them. So hopefully I'll be able to figure that out. And I should be streaming tomorrow and Friday. Uh, not next Monday because, again, still in the middle of all this extra stuff. But uh, hopefully I will be back to three days a week. But I should be doing at least tomorrow and Friday. So and I'm still on Valhalla. So <laughs> Fantastic. Next week's episode, given that we're going to be doing like a, a triple stream and stuff uh, the last week of the year, um, what do you think about doing next week for after the show? We talk about our favorite game this year or our game of 2020 and Sounds the game perfect. show. We talk about three games we're looking forward to in 2021. Sounds great. I love that idea. Okay. So then listeners, viewers, uh, that's what you get to look forward to for next week, December 15th. And with that, um, I should have done this before, but I'd like to make a big thanks out to our video editor, Bella, who besides being a full-time student, also edits our videos for us as fast as possible. She's going to be fixing the PS5 review where I forgot to turn off the audio, and that is totally my fault. And uh, sorry to Adam <laughs> for that. Um, she started her own Instagram account focusing on dentistry and health. Please give her a follow at dent, D-E-N-T dot talks, T-A-L-K-S, with an underscore as always please feel free to contact us on social media we've said it so many times now just go to facebook google middle age gaming 2020 and you will find all the relevant links okay and we are trying to improve our visibility of our content so those thumbs up on youtube videos and follows on facebook are super 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 important so if you like what we do or you know someone who might like it please forward us along and we want to build a great media platform for gamers like us with a variety of content so as we give content to you, give feedback to us, and we'll get this whole ball rolling. Yes, and please tune in for Adam's streaming on Twitch tomorrow. Um, he's going to be playing more Valhalla. If you're undecided, it'll be something interesting to watch. He always has interesting opinions about games. And uh, Opinions, yeah, for stop sure. Stop by tomorrow. <laughs> All right, and with that, good listeners, middle-aged gamers, we will see you next week and later this week online. Morning's Taman time for Adam, evening's for me. And I have a good evening or morning, wherever you are. Wherever you are. See you soon.